Welcome to Pods and Pies. Our pretend sponsor is Pizza Pizza by by the uh, the little little Caesars. Little Caesars, hot and sweaty. Yes, uh, we just we knew that you wanted kind of a pepperoni. Classic. Classic pepperoni. I always think you go classic. classic. We, you know, it's, we typically get. And look at that! You did extra cheese, just like yes. I like it. Yes. We, we typically do the pie pizza. Yeah. And I don't know if you've had the pie. Sure. Who hasn't? Um, yeah, I, I think it's one of my favorite around. It's so and, nice. Yeah. But we kind of have an issue with the pepperoni at the pie. Oh, really? And, and huh. we would love for a sponsor, even though we do kind of bag on the pepperoni, because all the other pizzas are amazing. But the pepperoni, you know, they, they do the bread, yeah. the sauce, then the pepperoni, then the cheese. And it's not on top. So no, it's like, got to be the crispy edges. Yeah, yes, the crispy edges is kind of kind of soggy underneath, and it, it slips off it even slides, yeah. it, You even take that worse. first bite, and you pull everything the off. The whole thing kind of comes off. It just comes off, and it's, it's on your point. face. And good point, gentlemen. So just, just FYI, when you get the pepperoni. It is. Pie has a great crust. Yeah. Move that just a little bit. Sure. But anyway, um, but we do have another. Like this is a little extra I bought. I was feeling hungry, so I did. Okay. I did kind of the normal pep. It's like mm -hmm. a garlic and cheese, a little garlic, garlic cheese. Garlic cheese. Clef. Awesome. Something or another. Yeah. Choices. Yeah. So we got Tessa White on. Tessa Thank White. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, sorry, Danny. My first question for you is if you could erase one thing from your memory. So that you could relive that. Relive it over again? You could relive it over again because it was so phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Could you narrow that down? Wow. Uh, that's a big question to start, I know. <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, I feel the weight of it already. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what first came to my mind, and it's not going to be what anybody expects at all. But I'm an avid fly fisherman. Like, I fish three times a week. I'm insane. No way. So I was in Argentina, and I was throwing, um, it, it's called a foam bug, great yeah. big thing. It's about three inches long. Throwing it at dusk in Argentina, and a river-run salmon came up and grabbed it, and the salmon was so big I couldn't carry it. It was, the picture is like, there's only one picture, and it's so old, but it's like this big. So I, I would relive catching this. It was probably a 10-pound salmon on a five-weight fly rod. That's what I would relive. That's an incredible That's statue. amazing, yes. And I can appreciate that. I've been fly fishing since I was 12. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, and it's, so it's amazing. We don't, I, will, I will say we could take, we, fly fishing could take over this whole hour <laughs> if we totally wanted to could. now knowing it this totally experience. <laughs> but I will I My will car refrain. is filled with my fly stuff. Yeah, That's I will what, refrain yeah. from the fly fishing stuff. But anyway, we could talk after mm -hmm. about fly fishing. And oddly enough, did you know that there was actually, there's a LinkedIn group called CEOs and Fly Fishermen or something oh, like that in Utah. Know. I did not know this. For business and fly fishing. Huh. I'm, I don't, I don't get in that form too often, but I, you know, years ago I kind of added to that, but anyway, I have a lot, a lot of cool okay, experiences. Okay, we're going to have to exchange some yes. stories. But that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Well, I'm just going to sit and listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, it wasn't I, what you expected. Yeah, I'm, uh, It's I'm not a professional I can, accomplishment or But anything. Danny, I tell you what, Danny, I can tell you, those experiences, I, I, I would honestly say that I would, I would love to relive some of that stuff. for the and, and And have it for the first time, or at least know that I've had this before and and want the same exact feelings again because it's a rush it's it is a rush yeah. it's it's funny people think it's kind of corny or cheesy about oh just catching a fish no dude five weight argentina foam bug it's a it's a surface fly 
and a fish, yeah, it's a, they mm -hmm. attack it, it's amazing. Exactly, 10 out yeah. of 10. You know, it's funny, is I'm, I'm not a fisherman, but a bucket list item for me is to go to Alaska and just go fish. Me too. I haven't done Alaska. But I'm not a fisherman, but for whatever reason, yeah. that's something that, would be that I want to go not? and do. Yeah. 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 Argentina's on my bucket list. You should, it needs to be on your bucket I list. Patagonia, that'd be. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it'd be epic. So where did Tessa White grow up? Where are you from? I grew up, this is in a twist of cruel irony. I ended up buying my childhood home in Alpine and remodeling it from the ground up. And it's ironic because I always told my parents I was going to live in another country. Like I was, I was the gal that was going to be as far away from home as possible. And you know, my early career in HR, I worked for United Health Group, and you know, they asked me to go move to India to be an HR person, and I was, I was going to do that. India. India. Yeah. Just because I love adventure and I love seeing new countries, and new what places. What do they have in India? Sorry. I just a India. call center like India. What? I don't know. No, I just had business there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I've always been drawn to companies that let me go travel internationally and do things. So, and if in a cruel twist of irony, I actually bought my childhood home, and I'm living not five miles from where I grew up. I'm living in, in the, exact house. the exact house that I grew up. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That is. Yeah. Roughly kind of in what area Alpine? You uh, I live up against uh, Lambert Park, so I'm right where oh, all the bike yeah, trails are. Absolutely. If you're a biker. Yep. Yeah, Do you it's go beautiful. I don't. No. no. I bought an electric bike because well, I'm a wuss, so I'm going to pretend awesome. that I bike. Well, that, no, hey, I you bike. That. You I get up the hill fast. Yeah. You can get up fast, come down fast. Exactly. We're huge. We're huge mountain bikers. We go biking. Oh, you'd love yeah, it back the there. Time. Do you yeah. go back there ever? And and I do. Bike? I live. That's you amazing. know, I just live down the road, so I live down just south, just south of Lone Peak High School. Uh huh. So that's a straight shot, kind yeah, of up and yeah. through there. And but we go a lot in the. It's a cool place Draper, to live. We have, um, we have a family of bobcats that live back behind the house. So we're always seeing, we saw these bobcats grow up. And, you know, you get cougars back there. You get wild turkeys, deer, elk. It's pretty cool. Cool place to live. Mm -hmm. I love That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always so loved that So you grew up, did you stay, were you in Alpine like all throughout high school? Um, I grew, yeah, I pretty <clears> much <throat> grew up in Alpine from the third grade on. Okay. Then I got married. Um, you know, didn't live too far. I actually worked worked in minnesota while living in utah as a single mom isn't that crazy yeah my kids would call me and and they'd say hey mom what time are you coming home for dinner and i'd be like uh remember i'm in uh minnesota <laughs> i'm in today. minnesota tonight uh <laughs> see you tomorrow so you know it was i worked lots of interesting places but always lived pretty close to alpine yeah okay yeah any college uh-huh i went to utah state Aggies. I'm an Aggie. I'm a true Aggie. Yes, a true MLS, Aggie. Yes. yes. So I'm in a, a second marriage. Um, my husband that I'm married to and have been married to for a long, long time, he was a quarterback of the Utah State football team. Okay. Which is kind of cool because Did I... Did you know him then? I didn't know him okay. then. I mean, I knew of him. Okay. But I was such a nerd. I was like this <clears throat> super nerd... <laughs> intellectual person you know I didn't even go to the football games so I find it really funny that I'm actually married, married to, to a, a guy that lives and dies for football he's yeah. still on the Utah Football Foundation and he he does the radio broadcasts for Utah State football still oh. and like he's so into it well, that's awesome. so I had to learn to like football because yeah, of that did. and I 
this fly is one day away. you know and i don't like football but one day he came home i i thought i've, I've got to do better as a wife i gotta <laughs> i gotta learn to, i gotta learn football so i bought this book called get your own damn beer a woman's guide to loving pro football there we go i memorized like all these lines <laughs> in it and he got home from his business trip and i'm like hey i don't know what do you think of the to's you know this you know and i and i throw out all these like stats on to and and tell him like what do you think of that strategy did you keep a straight face uh, yeah i okay. was and he, my husband just his jaw dropped and he goes i love you so much <laughs> <laughs> that's good. so i had to learn to like football that's awesome that's yeah Man. well so what years were you at utah state um i Not was there it would have been mm, probably 85 okay yeah 85 ish something like that yeah. did you yeah, aggies did they have a like a degree in human resources then? No, I didn't. No. I didn't know. I liked human resources back then. Okay. Like, you know, nobody knows what they're going to be when they grow no. up, right? I no. was a journalism major. You know, okay. I liked writing. Yeah. And which is cool because I write a lot now, so it's uh, served me well. So you went basically, you know, you were just went from kind of high school right to the Utah right to Utah State. Yeah. Four years, lived in Cache Valley. Yeah. How'd you like Cache Valley? I love Cache Valley. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful there. It is beautiful. I mean, it is a hidden gem. I, now I'm on the board of directors at the university, so I'm there all the time. And it's just so fun to me to go back. I mean, it just doesn't get old. The quad and uh, the campus, and it's, <clears throat> it's pretty special. I think it's one of the best universities around. Every time I hear the word, like, the quad. The yeah. quad. I always think of old school. Have you ever seen that show? <laughs> Uh, like I once. haven't Will seen it. Is that the one like Will Ferrell? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He uses the phrase, "Let's we're going streaking through the quad <laughs> while he's streaking." Yeah. I bet you there's been some streaking mm -hmm. at the at Aggie Street probably oh, a little bit. Streaking. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, my in-laws live in, in Smithfield. Yeah. So I've been. Oh, I mean, you, I, for the first beautiful. ten years of being married, I mean, I traveled there a dozen times a year. You know, I mean, it was just all the time back and forth. And, yeah. But it slowed down over the years. But I I love Cache Valley. And plus, obviously, fly fishing, you know, I mean, that's just a good opportunity to go see the in-laws. I can drive up Hidden to, like, you know, yeah, I can drive up into the, Idaho. I can go dam. up the canyon. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I can do, there's actually yeah. Paradise, that little fishing, yep. little, fi uh, little fish farm. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love that stuff. I taught, that's how, where I took my kids when they were yeah, little. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, reader, this place, you can, like, pheasant hunt in the morning, fly fish in the afternoon. I mean, there is just there's this little stream that kind of runs through all the property and you do, it's just chuck full of fish. It's still not necessarily super, super easy to catch them, but you can, and it is yeah. just, and you know, it's just the Cache Valley and it doesn't matter where you're fishing, but it's, it's pretty so awesome. It's pretty great. Yeah. You're feeling left out because you don't fish, aren't you? Yeah. 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 I feel like you're I just need to get up, I need to leave. Mm. It's okay, I'll give here. you a lesson. I'll take you out on the river. I'll do it. Warm. I'm done, I'm in. Um, was your first job in HR, like when did, because everybody, I'm telling you, mm. Everybody is like, I fell into it. Yeah. HR was an accident. I didn't know I was going to like it, but then yeah. I got this job and I loved yeah. it. I was doing sales and then I'm, then I'm in HR. Like, yeah. What was your first job? Uh, I was a secretary. I was okay. a secretary. I worked at Stephen Covey. Um, I worked for Stephen Covey. Yeah. Okay. Right. So he was doing his book and um, we had this small little company that was trying to make seven habits of highly effective people go. So I was a secretary and I thought, that is the ultimate job. You know, that is all I ever want to be is this, I'm the secretary to the CEO of this company. I was so excited. And then life happened to me. Um, so I had three young kids. I had no college degree, so I didn't finish. I got okay. married. Yeah. Stupid, stupid thing. And 
first husband was also an Aggie. Was he kind of he he was. from there? So you mm-hmm. met him there, Kenny? Yeah. In fact, yeah, I did his homework for him. I make, it makes me so mad when I think about it. I should, I should have his degree. So write this. You do go you, tell the school. I know, well, you did I'm graduate. So mad about it. I need an honor. So, you kind of graduated. So I, I actually usually don't tell people that I don't have a degree, um, but I don't. I so I found myself. My husband left me for another man. Not very kidding. interesting. Yeah, very interesting story. Podcast and episode, another episode. Exactly. Come back, wow. we'll talk about that. And wow. I was left, I literally had two skills. I, ha- I could type and I could talk to adults. That's about it. And I thought, I, I got to do something to pay this house payment. I got these kids, you know. And, and when you're motivated like that to put food on the table, oh, yeah. I'm telling you what, you will go through a brick wall. And so I uh, ended up being in HR going into HR at Stephen Covey's place. So the CEO gave me a job in HR, and I hustled. I just hustled and hustled and hustled and ended up learning so much at Covey Leadership Center and then moving on and just kind of moving up and up and up. And finally, at one point in my career, I, I, worked at, I was hired at United Health Group. It's a Fortune 50 company. And never lied on my resume, just very carefully wordsmith it, never said I graduated. They yeah. hired me. And about six months later, they're, you know, doing the website. And they said, hey, we just had some questions on your education. We couldn't find anything. And I said, yeah, I, uh, I did not get my degree. And they were like, oh. But at that point, you know, I was hired. I was doing great. Yeah, and ever since and I, had, I had on my resume that I ran a chart of Fortune 50 company, nobody's ever asked again. Yeah. And, you know, the experience trumps the lack of, exactly, yeah. of education. So I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I tell my kids, don't do as I did, you know, do as I say, yeah. <laughs> not as I did. But uh, that's how I got into HR. It was out of necessity to feed my kids. Yeah. That ended up being a fantastic career for me. So what made you make that jump, right? So you're doing the secretary thing. Oh, pure you get money. for this job. Pure money. Like, there's an open position that yeah, I can make more money. money. I'm taking it. Yeah. I got to put food on the table. But it turned out that you loved it. And then I just, I loved it, and I went bigger and bigger. I can remember sitting in, um, uh, that was probably five years ago, sitting in the boardroom at Blackstone. So you're in Manhattan, right? Top floor building. And you're sitting there, and the room is just filled with men in suits, you know, the best VC firm in the country. And I was giving a comp committee report and leading the meeting. And I'm like, I just remember walking out and going, how the hell did this happen? Like, how did I get here? This was unintentional. This is just like defied my wildest dreams kind of thing. But, you know, I was a single mom for almost 10 years. How, so how old? Sorry, Danny. And, and, it, and it took care of my family, and it was a beautiful So living. you had three kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, how soon, like, what, what was the age of, the, like, your oldest when you had to be a single mom? Uh, I'm just kind of curious in terms of, Kind of put it in perspective because that means yeah, I you know make... probably eight. Okay. I think eight. Yeah. Eight was my oldest. Jeez. Eight, five, and like three years old. And then I was like, crap, crap. What have I done? Like I'm in trouble. Yeah. You know I don't know how I'm going to do this. And that was at United. And that was before United. Oh, that was before yeah, United. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That United took years of doing HR and yeah. then moving up, moving up, moving up, but. <clears throat> So yeah. you just said something. You're you're in that building with that in that meeting, and you just said, "How did how the hell did I get here?" Yeah. Can you answer that question now? As you look back through your career, can you be like, um, "Hey, a little bit of luck," but you know what? I just 
kicked ass and took names and I, I made think, it here. Like I, I deserve think, to be here. Yeah, I, I worked my butt off. Yeah. I mean, I hustled because I had to. So that certainly played a, a part in it. I think I picked really um, good companies. You know, if you look at the companies that I've been at, they've all been success stories. So Health Equity, you know, that ended up going public was a great company. PowerQuest that ended up being um, acquired by Symantec, great company. Franklin or, uh, Covey Leadership Center, right? What a great place to be. United Health Group, incredible company to work for. Vivint Solar, amazing. So I think a lot of it was uh, timing and just being able to get in and get to the right companies, a little bit of luck and a little bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dang. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a good list. That's yeah, amazing good companies. List. Really yeah. good companies. I consider let's, myself Let's lucky. go back. Let's talk about those. So uh, Covey, you're doing HR. What came after that? Uh, let's see. Covey went to um, uh, Corel. 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 Do you that? remember Word Perfect? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody knows Corel anymore. I knew but Corel. Corel was huge. Corel was a company that was in Canada and the United States, and so, so I go from Covey to Corel, and I'm the head of recruiting, thinking I'm owning the world. Right. This yeah. is amazing. What? Where did? What was your position when you left Covey? Sorry. Mm, I was. I think a recruiter I had done benefits manager and recruiter okay then I move over and I'm the recruiter at Corel slash word perfect yes and, and then and they you're in Orem. I'm in Orem yeah. and then they say uh we're gonna shut down all U.S. operations all North American Corel it's huge it's thousands of employees and so the head of HR goes peace out man I'm out of here and they're like, no, but we need you here because we're going to shut down. We need your help to shut down all the U.S. operations. She's like, are you out of your mind? I'm out of here. So she accepts a job. And because there's nobody else, they say, uh, do you want to do it, Tessa? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'd love to. This sounds great. <laughs> Not knowing that hell is going to be unleashed by trying to, you know, shut down all these companies. So so literally, this is what happened. They And it was one of the greatest learnings of my life. They said, Tessa, we need our employees to stay here for six more months, the developers especially. However, we're not going to give severance, and we have no money for outplacement, but you have to f keep them here. You got to figure out a way keep them to keep these people here. Yeah, so now you know why the head of HR left. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so I, this is so funny. I literally said, okay, what do I have to work with? We have furniture. I had the break room. I had the, you know, what was the gaming system? I can't even remember what it was called back then, the PlayStation equivalent. And I started bartering with employees. Joe, if you will stay with me for two more months, I will write into an agreement that you can have the entryway furniture <laughs> plus the mini fridge. Mm -hmm. and, and I literally kept people there by negotiating with the assets at the company. And, um, and that's how we kept people in the door. The people that we had to keep. Yeah. Yeah. Is by <laughs> giving them like whatever wasn't bolted whatever down. And sometimes bolted. stuff was bolted down. And I'm like, okay, we got it. We got to unbolt this and we got it. <laughs> I just negotiated that it's going with them. Did you have <laughs> the like, lights are going <laughs> the team, like management behind you? Like, Hey, what? Yeah. Whatever you got to do outside of giving them more money. You know, you do I don't it. remember. Or was it just kind of like. Hey I just guys, remember not having a ton of support from Canada and them just saying, you got to find a way. We don't have the money to pay severance, but you got to find a way to keep people in the seat. And I'm like, are you?
you crazy? These people aren't going to have jobs. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I remember that's when the Jazz was a really big team, you know, and doing incredible. And I remember we would have parties, you know, and have, like, build shrines to Jazz, whoever built the tallest shrine to Jazz in the parking lot. I mean, we literally, I, I, it was the scrappiest, scrappiest thing I've ever done to try and keep people in the seat. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's Corral, so funny. Yeah. Then... Uh, things get shut down. Things get shut down. Yeah. Yeah, it was shut down everything. Then I went to PowerQuest, which ended up getting acquired by Symantec eventually. But it was a great little company. Yeah. And Symantec's still around. Yeah, Symantec's yeah. a huge company. What did PowerQuest do? Now, PowerQuest, uh, it was a high-tech company. I can't even remember what we did exactly. But Eric Ruff was the CEO, and uh, that, was, that was a really interesting experience, too. Um, Learned a lot there, and I was the head of HR, so that was my, I would call it my first legit head of HR, build stuff from the ground up, okay. not just try and shut something down experience. And then from there, I went to United, and I was the, then, then I moved into a senior VP role at United, and that was the big, the big break. Big break. Yeah. Yeah, that was the big break. So what were you doing at United? Um, so that's huge like it's huge so like they have was it, they have divisions and yeah, I was HR the, like, I was the head of HR for a division okay of United Health Group were you still in Utah pardon were you still in Utah uh-huh but that's when the job was in Minnesota at one point at one point the yeah. job moved to Minnesota and I had to commute basically to Minnesota and we were doing a lot of acquisitions so I was always on the road always you know yeah. going around trying to get things done how often would you have to go to Minnesota was that taxing no i loved it loved it i loved it i okay. didn't like leaving my kids but you know you'd take a same day flight if you had to it, it really wasn't that bad so you're out for like a couple of days and then you're back home mm -hmm. pretty easy yeah okay yeah yeah united that's big it was a big that was a big dog i got to see how how the big boys did it yeah it was a really great experience and then right before i ended up leaving um united i worked for the headquarters for united the proper you know united yeah. health group proper and I was part of the, the core HR team for them. Okay. Instead How long of the did you division. do that? Oh, uh, I don't know, maybe five years or something, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then United to? Uh, United, then I took a little break. I got married. Okay. I got married okay. to Kevin. He was the head of athletics in Ephraim, Utah, <clears throat> which at Snow College, which. Snow, yeah. What, I, it, that was one of those what the hell just happened to me moments. You move to Ephraim, and I'm like, yay, we're doing your dream. You're a sports, <laughs> you know, you're the guy, you're the head of the sports for the school. And then I get there, and you realize there's a Walmart in Ephraim, and that is it. Yep. You know, so I would literally <laughs> walk through the halls of Walmart to feel like I was at home and have any sense of, like, normal normalcy. You know, you just had to create your own fun in Ephraim. Ended up going to school in Ephraim, which was really fun. I had two of my boys there, and I thought, huh, haven't ever, you know, let's go back to school. It's free. So I went back to school and uh, saw my boys on the, you know, the first week I was there, they're like, do not pass go, Mom. Do yeah. not act like you know us. This is like, would be the worst thing in the world. You but, see us, you go to the yeah, other side. Yeah, you go the other way. But then... I became kind of a thing like kids I'm going to school this old lady's going to school with everybody and you know the students and the students liked me and they come over and high-five me and finally <laughs> and then all of a sudden my kids are like hey mom <laughs> hey you know go to lunch with them and their friends and it was actually a really good couple of years and mm -hmm. then I went from there to uh to health equity and okay. health equity to Vivint Solar 
<clears throat> How long were you at Health Equity? Oh, probably about five years or so. Okay. So when you started there, how big was? Oh, they were pretty small. They were growing, they were growing rapidly. Yeah. And I started as a consultant there, so I wasn't full time. Um, I was commuting from Ephraim, so oh, okay. I I would work three and a half days a week there, and kind of you know built up their HR, hired Greg. We started hiring like crazy. I have such respect for that team. You know the whole team is amazing, and they've they're at actually one of the best companies in Utah a gem because they've, they've kept their people yeah. and their people are amazing, you know, from the CEO on down. So I worked there for a while and then, um, uh, took some time off, um, took a few years off and then went back to Vivint Solar. And you're not a Vivint anymore. No, I left about two and a half years ago. Okay. And now I have my own company. Um, they call me the job doctor. Job so doctor? I'm the job doctor. Okay. So I do a lot of radio and TV and then, um, I, uh, I help companies, small to mid-sized companies, set up their people yes. infrastructure and help with engagement with employees. And then I also help individuals with career nav- navigation. You know, because when you watch how people's careers <clears throat> rise and fall, you learn a heck of a lot, right? You learn what people are doing that are making it work. And I thought, you know what? I, I had to do it the hard way. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, just muddle my way through. And so now I, I give... I give people help to figure out how to how to work it, how to make things happen for themselves, and how to ask for raises, how to get a job. So let me ask this. Is that different? Like, what is your thought process, right? You're working for these gigantic companies, mm-hmm. right? Your health yeah. equities and Vivint Solars. And then one day you're just like, you know what? I want to do my own thing. Is yeah. that hard to leave that big corporate? I mean, I'm probably a little bit more comfortable, obviously, than going out and doing your own thing. Yeah. Like, what is your mindset and how do you get, because I, I try to think to myself, like, man, what if I left my job yeah. and did my own thing? Like, two kids, wife, house, dot, like, well, I don't know if I could do that right now. It, it was hard. It was hard, but made easier by the fact, um, the reason I, I did it, uh, we had a daughter try and commit suicide while I was at Vivint Solar. And um, I took some time off and about 10 weeks just kind of help and get the rails back on yeah and then I went back to Vivint and I stayed another year after that but um, we just felt like for the family it was the best thing for me to decompress and pull back and you know Vivint Solar was intense we went public within six months of being hired and when I was hired we weren't ready to go public we didn't even know how many employees we had we honestly didn't know how many people we were paying and how many were accurate in the system and how many weren't and we were opening an office every like 14 days. So that was insanity. And um, it was a wonderful experience for me there, but they were 60 hour work weeks. You know, it was pretty yeah. crazy stuff. So for, for us, it just felt like the right thing to do. And I had a lot of people say, you're absolutely nuts because you've got the best position in Utah. You've got founding equity and stock in the company. Um, you're walking away from literally millions of dollars to do this. And if you stay, like, the world is yours on a platter. But um, it was just the right thing for us. And for me, it just felt like um, chasing the, when do you have enough? When do you have enough money, right? You know, and we're paying our bills. We felt lucky. We we have what we need in life. And I had done well there. I was there long enough to take advantage of a lot of um, the equity that I had. But we just said, let's, time's finite. You know, right. time's finite. What do I care about the most? And let's do that.
So that's good. That's it. I've that's loved it. It's hard though. It's hard running your own business <clears throat> when you're used to like um, in a company you go in and say, let there be light you know? <laughs> and, and there's light yeah. and you have a whole team of people doing things. And when you're running your own company, you're like, let there be light. And then you look at yourself <laughs> and you're like, damn, I gotta do, I gotta create the light. I gotta create the light. Yeah. yeah. So it is much harder to be my own boss, but I am just like, finally after two, two and a half, three years of doing this, I am loving it. I am dying. It's having, it, I'm having so much fun. That's good. Yeah. Good for you. It's great. So the job doctor, let's talk about that. The job doctor. The job doctor. Um, so you're doing consulting for small, mid-size. And then sometimes big. Sometimes big. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 if you think about it, I do, I help companies engage their workforce, whether it's through a people strategy or helping them figure out how to create engagement with people. And I help people get engaged with the workforce and be go from average to top performers. So I work both ends of the spectrum. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do how do they hear about you? Oh, you're gonna. I mean, I know obviously okay. I know you be, I know you have a lot of you obviously have got a, a lot of connections. I mean, you've worked yeah. with these companies, but at the same time, it's just interesting. Like a company internally says, like, crap, we need we need this. Oh, I know exactly who to call. Or is it just? I mean, I don't. I, it just is so interesting. The, the consultant side, especially with your experience, uh -huh. and probably what you know, kind of you demand for the, the jobs or the opportunities that you go into, it, you know, I mean, is that just... Well, I, I have a great value proposition because for a small to medium-sized company, they can't nor should they hire someone with my experience. It's too expensive yeah. full-time. But they can hire me for a fractional piece, right? A fraction of the cost and then get their guardrails in and then let somebody else come in and I usually will hire who their team is and let them take it from there. So it's a great value proposition for companies. And that business has largely come just, I have never had to do advertising ever. Yeah. Just, I get referrals all the time, but here's the funniest thing. This is the funniest thing that has happened to me. Another happy accident. My daughter said, Hey mom, um, you really need to try TikTok." And I'm like, <laughs> Seriously, I can't even log into TikTok. <laughs> so she puts me on TikTok a month ago, a month and a half ago, a month ago, and, uh, and I do a little clip. And now, is it, hold on. Is this a clip just of dancing? No. Or, no, this is like legit exactly you talking. That's what I thought, right? I thought yeah, I was like, everybody's I don't dance. doing that's stupid what I think. dances or eating stupid food. I don't want to dance. So I decide I'm going to do You're gonna career talk. advice. Yeah, career advice. Okay. Career advice. I talk. Yeah. You have one minute, one minute clips. I went viral in 48 hours. I am not kidding you. Really? Yeah, I now have 75,000 followers on TikTok and um, I can't contain it. I honestly can't contain it. Um, I do clips each day and some of them have over a million views. I just did one yesterday and overnight it got a million views. And I am not advertising <clears throat> yet for my Job Doctor website but people are finding me and I am booked through the end of November with individuals who rent my brain and help them with career stuff and with uh, consulting. And TikTok has been the most surprising thing because not only am I getting business on this rent my brain and people just finding me without me telling them where to find me, but I'm getting calls from CEOs and you know heads of HR at companies who are on freaking TikTok and that's so crazy. It like, is the weirdest thing. Like I would, I don't do TikTok. 
But I would never ever think like never I'm find a, I think honestly somebody I, to help me with my career on TikTok. I think it's the front end of something that people don't realize is happening because they don't because all they know are teenage people, da- girl teenage dancers. stupid dances, right? Yeah. But I think that there's a huge population on TikTok that are going there instead of Instagram to get information and there's not enough serious helpful information and it is just blowing up on me. I mean TikTok barely came out with ads like a few months ago. Yeah. So I think I'm on the front end of something that could be really great. Yeah. And it's it's nuts. It's actually nuts. I turned on I rebranded to this job doctor and we turned on my website um, f- uh, a month ago and I cannot keep up with the business. I actually have had to turn off business <laughs> that yeah. is coming without $1 being spent on advertising. So it probably speaks to what's happening in the world. People are losing their jobs and, and competing for those jobs. Yeah. And so it is speaking to what people are needing. And I think companies are saying, how do I, how do I make it work in this new world? You know, I got a lot of problems I didn't have before. Business has shifted the way it does things. How do I engage employees who are working remotely? And that's maybe my new model. So it's a little bit of a happy accident yeah. again. But... So I'm, give I'm us, TikTok you know, famous. I, give us, I want an example of luck, like. Hey, one thing though, luck is when opportunity meets hard work. <laughs> I learned yeah. that, I learned that, I don't know, it was a quote of a basketball coach of mine said that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, they're, they're, give yourself a lot of credit. I mean, you're engaging. I mean, we, we met this morning. I mean, you're beautiful. You articulate, experienced. I, I mean, that, that, that sets you apart. I mean, I could just, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, maybe there's some like, it's funny, like they fall into it lucky. It, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. That, oh yeah. Well, yeah, for, that's absolutely. very nice, but yeah. I, I'm going to give credit to my daughter. She's an, a brilliant <laughs> marketer and she's the one that Yeah, did but then a, you think of like doing something completely different on TikTok. Well, not, I mean, there's probably other people yeah. who do that too, but no, I'll just, I'll do a minute of talking about my job. I'm not going to dance, yeah. you know, cause that's funny. Cause that's immediately why I do not. Yeah, that's literally yeah. The first thing but, I think is somebody doing something stupid. Somebody dance like. Yeah, but that's yeah, her, her planting that idea. It, it's com- it is absolutely um, overwhelming, but cool. My son who lives in California, he called me and because I hadn't had time to tell my kids what I was doing, they just knew I was you know working doing. I, I, I'm always fiddling around with something, and he goes, "Mom, my girlfriend just called me. Uh, she said you are on." her for you page on TikTok. Is this true? Or is there just somebody that looks like you on TikTok? I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. I'm on TikTok now. And he's like, mom, you've gone viral. Like I'm getting yeah. calls from my friends. <laughs> so this is kind of a weird awesome. thing. That's it's a weird how many, thing. How many kids now do you have? I have six. I got, I have three of my own yeah. and three that I inherited. Uh, when oh, okay. I With, and you said your husband is Kevin. Kevin. So okay. we have six kids together, and they—I consider his kids my kids. I mean, they're yeah. great, great kids. What? Give a, Give me an example, like a thirty-second, like what you would talk about on TikTok. On TikTok? Yeah. Like what's? Um, okay, the one that I did yesterday that went viral. I said, um, "Look, if if you're interviewing for a job, do not end on a low note. The low note okay, is. I saw this. Did you see this? I'm not on TikTok. No, I just tell okay. you, you post it on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't end on a low note. People end with the question, um, hey, when they say, do you have any questions for me? People say, oh, yeah, can you tell me when you're going to make a decision on this? Or, you know, uh, what does the job pay? That is ridiculous. You should end on a high note by saying, yeah, my question for you is, tell me about the things 
that need to be done in the next three or six months that would absolutely knock it out of the park? Or tell me about the things that are keeping you up at night and what needs to be done in this department. Then you listen and then you come back and you actually have one more opportunity to say, oh, that's your problem, here's what I can do to help you and you leave them on the high note. But I'd say nine out of 10 people leave on a low note by saying, oh, when are you gonna make a decision on the job? So that Viral. would be, yeah. So that would be one of many, you know, TikTok yeah. pieces of advice for people. That's awesome. I'm getting, I'm getting, on, t- I'm getting on TikTok. I know, dude. Hold on. Hey, well, uh, some opportunities there. I'm sure we can go on TikTok. We probably wouldn't be as great. No. <laughs> You'd be amazing. We're, we'd never be. I don't. I think t- TikTok's very forgiving. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Do they have filters Thankfully. for like ugly dudes that just like. Oh, they got I filters. Don't I don't know how to use them, but they got filters. They got yeah. They got them. I'm speaking of myself, Danny. You're not ugly. I, I think you're very good looking. I don't think that you're Just saying. Ugly I might need a little one of those. I, I, what do they do, like cat? Like, I would never do a cat face thing, but they, they got to have something to you know, make me look better. I think they have yeah. a lot of filters. I think you could do it. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Isn't that nuts? <laughs> so yeah. what's going to happen if TikTok gets shut down? You got, well, well you know they have Instagram um, reels. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I think, a com- kind of a competitor thing. I mean, it's kind of like the same yeah. idea, but. I am, uh, what I'm doing right now is doing longer versions of my TikToks that are getting edited and, and on a YouTube channel so okay. that I can monetize it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so people right now are going to my YouTube channel, which only has, you know, maybe five clips on it right now, but it'll have 10, 15 in another week. And so I can give more meaningful training there. Yeah. So the idea is mitigate against TikTok <clears throat> by having YouTube. You can monetize either one of them. Yeah. They both act as great lead magnets and then well, try and get them to the website. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about the YouTube or you doing long form videos is if you know beforehand how to segment them out. Because like, for example, Facebook, right? I don't mm-hmm. think you can monetize videos like under three minutes. or mm-hmm. There's like kind of some weird rules like that, right? Yeah. So that's why a lot of people do the short form like they know how to segment out their long form interviews or videos. Yeah. Because then again, TikTok, Instagram, you know, yeah. Facebook, we'll, then you can exactly. monetize it all, but it makes sense that you, it, you, you, you know, one little segment is a thought and you know, you don't leave them hanging. Exactly. That, yes, right? We do a yeah. seven minute segment on YouTube. We slice it up into yeah, 10 couple, TikToks yep. and three LinkedIn's yep. and, you yeah, know, exactly. try and reuse the content. But again, like I am not an expert in this. I do not know yeah, what I am this? doing. I am just trial and error at night. You're going to see me on my iPad <laughs> looking at, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling. How do you do YouTube? You know, how do you make money off YouTube? How do you do this? And I'm, and I'm trying to hire some video experts and I've got VidArmy helping me with videos and things. So I'm literally just learning as I go. I know nothing and I'm just going. The beautiful thing about being at my age and not needing the paycheck is that you take risks that you would not when you're younger. You can afford to just go, I'm gonna roll the dice on this one and see what happens. See where it goes. And I get, I have plenty of failures too, but then you stumble onto some magic and you're like, you know, I never would have done that. I never would have done that if I weren't in the position I'm at right now. Yeah. Do you use the LinkedIn stories now that they have? have you I done know, any of those? I don't even know what that is. So that would be a no. Okay. I so have it's a, like Instagram, right? I you do, do your a post, lot. but they have like the stories up top that you can. Oh, I didn't even know. 
I need yeah. to, now I need to look into that. Great. Sorry. I have a really big LinkedIn following, but I, I write differently. I write for professional, kind of more professional stuff where TikTok's a little more <clears throat> yes. organic. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Dang. Learning today. Yeah. Yeah. The first so the, the first LinkedIn story that I saw, because I heard that they were gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, that's probably going to be stupid. And the first one that I saw is some dude with a shirt off. <laughs> you know, he's like filming himself at like some oh, waterfall, no. like, oh, just rest and relax. And I'm just like, oh, dude, this gosh. is not the place. Like, no, no. And then from there, no. I, haven't, I haven't looked at a single one since because it just put no. me in a bad mood. Yeah. Well, I'll have to look into that. I'll have to look into so that. No, no shirts off on the. No thing. shirts off. On the <laughs> wow. Note to self. All right. I will not yeah. take my shirt off. Note to self. Could you narrow down, like, what has been your favorite company so far to work with? Could you pick one? Yeah, absolutely. Vivint Solar. Vivint Solar. Vivint Solar was the hardest company and the greatest company. It ruined me as an HR person for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> I can never go back and work for a normal, like, button-down company ever, ever again. Vivint Solar was like a runaway freight train in terms of HR. You know, we had calls day and night. We had people, I can't tell you the things that we did. I, I can't, they were so bad. I cannot even tell you the HR issues that we dealt with. So maybe, maybe offline. Yeah, they were, okay. if you could dream it, it was happening at Vivint Solar. Imagine hiring a bunch of bros that are, <laughs> uh, imagine hiring thousands of bros, putting them in, in different states, in houses in together. Yeah with and growing as fast as we are so without a lot of oversight and you yeah. can just imagine the stuff we we're dealing with so what i learned at vivint solar um which has been really useful uh, vivint solar would write on a napkin somebody would write on a napkin like a comp plan at lunch and they would implement it like four days later and i was like what is happening this is not how we do things and it took me it actually took me two years to really adjust i don't i was not my best HR person for Vivint Solar the first two years because I was steeped in normal HR, like how normal companies do it. Yeah. And um, especially coming from a Fortune 50 company where you're buttoned down, Vivint Solar ran fast and loose. But what I learned was that you can actually get a ton done in a company if you're less concerned about what the shoulds and the shouldn'ts, and you actually question those, you know, and you say, Instead of saying, why would I do that? You say, why not? Why not do that? Right. And I learned to be much more experimental. And I learned to, uh, it, it was like an experimental test lab. And I got to try all kinds of crazy, crazy crap over there. And um, some of it worked and some didn't. But like, we had, um, we didn't have any money for more recruiters. And we had to hire like more salespeople. It was like, go as fast as you can. And um, so I hired well, a lot of like the bros that you talk about, like they get their buddies, right? So isn't it kind of like they have their own yeah, little yeah, recruiting? Yeah, they do a lot of that too, but we needed more than okay. they were able to do. And so um, I hired a guy that was like, he wasn't a recruiter. He actually is a guy that made people Instagram famous. And we, that's who was my head of recruiting. And we started doing these like clips that, to try and go viral. And we made every employee a recruiter and would have these contests and you know give away a trip to hawaii for the person who hired the most people and you know we we turned every employee into a recruiter so we did we did things really differently 
you know, I can remember telling my CEO, yeah, I'm going to hire a guy who has no recruiting experience to be the head of <laughs> sales recruiting. Um, and we're just going to try all this crazy stuff. But that was the value of Installer. Yeah. Like, I, I think I bring so much more creativity to bear than I ever could have or would have had I stayed in these button-down companies. Why was it so wild there? Because you had Vivint, right, to begin yeah. with. And then Vivint Solar started. Mm -hmm. Like, was there no connection there to say, hey, this is how we've been doing things, or were they the exact same way? Well, it was a totally separate company, but the DNA traveled right. from Todd. That's what I mean. Who like, was, was the guy like... that started Vivint over. And his DNA is very much... I Probably the same. It, I don't care how we get it done. Just get it done. Get do it, it as done. fast as possible. Right? Okay. And so, uh, yeah, the DNA carried over. And uh, some of the people that were hardest for me to work with, um, I owe the most to because they really forced me. They, they would say that, like, why? Why can't I do that? What What is the risk? What is the sky going to fall if I don't do that? And, and it really forced me to think outside the box, you know? So yeah. that, that company was the most taxing by far and the greatest learning, yeah. you know, which is often how life works. So. Did you put it in a stable place, you think? Yeah. Like, did you get it to where it's like, okay, oh, yeah. we I, know I'm proud when of, this situation arises, mm -hmm. yeah. this is what we I'm should I'm really proud do. of what we did there. And it wasn't just me. There was a lot of people with nerves of steel that came in, and we built an HR group together. And um, there's a lot of really cool things that are still in place that we, that we did that I'm so, so proud of that yeah. – that were things other people and other companies and even me and an old version of me would have said, no, you can't do that. That's impossible. You know? Yeah. And we were able to build something that was different. Awesome. Yeah. What's your least favorite thing about the HR profession? Well, man. Or one of. It's hard. Um, I don't like... HR, HR in any company, they say that people are their most important asset, and that generally doesn't translate. And HR is usually the bottom of the totem pole in terms of an executive team. Mm -hmm. So I think it was always hard. I, a, I was always the only woman in the room um, on an executive team. And that's part of being in Utah, and that's just an unfortunate part. we got to change. Um, but... Being the only woman in the room at the in the organization that gets the least amount of love is also very difficult. Right. Now, the pandemic has changed some of that. I mean, for the first time in my career, people care about HR a lot now because, you know, we have had to be more mindful of the people that work for us and it's kind of turned into humane capital, you know, not just human yeah. capital. And so um, I don't think businesses would have succeeded without the help of HR with what do we do when people are sick? What do we do on leave? How do we address remote work? So they realized that they had a bad team. It was not yeah. as smooth. They weren't doing yeah. it. Yeah. So I see HR getting the love a lot more now, which is great. It should. But that, that was always <clears throat> the hardest part, I think. Yeah. Both being a woman and being in HR. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing? Um, hmm, favorite thing about HR? Can I use HR? Greg told me I had to use like people. Yeah, it's, it's I got in trouble. I know people. They, team members. Big on people. And, I, and team members. Team members. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to offend. Yeah, I'm human sorry capital sounds like you're like cattle guard, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a little different. Uh, my favorite part. It's probably. Um, 
Hmm. I don't know. It's probably just watching you make a difference for a person in their life. You know, there have been, there have been people who um, were committing suicide, for instance, and you were able to intervene and get them the help that they needed and see that they're okay. Yeah. So that's been good. There have been people that I've laid off and but watch them then take that experience and and rise up and do incredible things with their life or um watch watch somebody just kind of struggle through a single mom struggle through you know trying to put food on the table for her child and then you see them help them get promoted and watch them kind of rise up so um watching people be good to each other and watching people reach out at at vivint solar we had one of our executives um he was on top of a mountain in Idaho, the Teton, Tetons, I think. And he was a couple steps down, fell, and just his head flew, like cracked open. And there was like no cell coverage. And he had massive brain trauma, massive spinal injury trauma. And um, like his brother was literally holding his head together while they tried to get help. Eesh. And watching how people rallied to help him. And he's a guy who should have died, <clears throat> shouldn't be here today, and he certainly shouldn't be here without um, brain damage. And he is an incredible human being. And watching how people rallied around him and the money they raised for his family and the way they helped him come back to work, those are the things that when you have a front row seat, make this profession worth it. Yeah. You, know, you, you see be the best rewarding. of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, from all of your career experiences, is there one, this, is gonna, this might be a tough thing to answer, like one quish question or one issue that has come across the table that is most prevalent? Meaning like HR, someone's coming to you, I had this question the other day with Greg, but I'm just wondering if somebody comes to you and it's like, one of the most common mm-hmm. issues is, yeah, yeah, for sure. so-and-so oh, has terrible totally body know. odor or, <laughs> Oh. I have been sexual harassed by John a million here's, times. Here's what you get every time. A manager comes in and they go, I got to let go of so-and-so. And I say, do they know it's coming? And they say, oh, yeah, they know it's coming. And here's what I know for sure. They do not know it's coming. <laughs> 100% for sure. People are not good with conflict. And um, if there's one thing I could change about to, to help workforces, people, everybody do better, it would be to address problems head on uh, and, and, and quicker. I, tell manage, I, I will tell managers that come to me and want to do that. I'll say, well, I don't think they know it's coming. Have you used the F word? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I said, the fire word. Have you actually <laughs> sat down with someone and said, if you, don't, if you can't fix these things, I'm gonna, your employment's going to end? Have you done that? Because if you haven't, you haven't had the level of conversation that really generates in someone, oh, crap, let's start working together on this. And so that is the thing that it just drives me nuts. Nobody sees it coming and when they're fired and and it shouldn't be that way in a, in a perfect world, you would know if you have a problem, you would know the minute you're not doing what you need to yeah and you would work with your manager together to solve it and you would be having honest conversations all the way along the way but we just simply don't like to do that and and so we think we've been clear 
when in fact your conversation with someone was, hey, I just need you to, you got to do better. Like, I think you're missing the mark. That's their conversation of, yeah, they know it's coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, you're saying that, and I'm thinking back. Wondering if I'm. Wondering if you're. Yeah, those conversations. Yeah, well, just like, hey, either I, had it or you're I don't mind the conflict. It? I'm just wondering how, you know, the, the times I've maybe yeah. failed. Yeah. Yeah, I like to to help people and, and leaders. I go into companies and teach them how to have those conversations in a way that's not emotional, that just drives to what the actual problem is. Because I'm a big believer. I don't call it a PIP. I call it a get well plan. I think people should get well plan to me insinuates that we're in it together and yeah. that there can be a positive ending to this thing. So that's, that's what I like to prescribe. I like it. I like it. Um, job doctor so you're getting you're booked out right mm -hmm. do you just have like what if somebody just comes and says hey i just i want help with my resume yeah are you doing that you're kind yeah. of like from a to z i'm gonna help whatever your need is i'm yeah. gonna help you i call it rent my there. brain so you can go online and you can rent my brain and you can do a one session is 199 or you can do uh, four sessions for 749 and you can do you can keep me on your speed dial and just have me on retainer for I think it's uh, I think it's thirty five hundred a month, and and basically you just say what what do you need from me, and then I help you through. Uh, people that do four sessions, I'm helping them with a strategy to get a job usually, and we're we're not only getting their resume right, but we're getting their interview right, so and I'm making connections for and them, and then I help them negotiate their pay, okay. you know, so they can maximize and get more. Yeah. So they know what to ask for. They know what they can negotiate. Yeah. So that's most often what people hire me for. But sometimes they'll call and say, you know, I've been sexually harassed. I don't know how to deal with this without um, getting fired. How do, I, how do I navigate this? You know, that would be a question I get. Yeah. And companies will hire me to rent my brain, too, if they don't want an HR person or a big assignment. But they're like, uh, we have to do a riff, and we don't have a clue how we're going to do this. Or um, I've got this really hairy situation. We paid a sign-on bonus, and I don't know. Uh, we have to fire them. How do, how do I work through this? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, You're a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Give, give us a 30-second ending TikTok. What do you got? <laughs> what, what does the jobs this doctor have to say for A 30-second TikTok. I will, for okay. ending. For I will our, tell you this, because this is on my mind, because I'm, <clears throat> I'm actually writing a book right now, and, and one of the chapters <clears throat> is never be more loyal to a company than it can be to you. And if there was one piece of advice I would give anybody... It is that. Um, I think we sometimes make the mistake of thinking that companies are people and we treat them with the same loyalty that we would with a relationship. And you have to keep in check what a company is and what a company isn't. And so I am not suggesting that you don't work really, really hard because I believe in hustle more than anybody. Yeah. But, but sometimes the tables turn and we give too much. We give too much of ourselves. And, um, and you just have to remember to never be more loyal to a company yeah. than it can be back. You can be, you can be loyal to a fault, right? Yeah. 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 I love it. And that's, that's especially good. important in the pandemic and with how hard people are working and how imbalanced they're feeling. Yeah. Good. I love it. That's, yeah. good that's great. Right there. Okay. Well, thank you. We're not done. <laughs> We're just moving on to something different. Oh, no. the, the, the ending. We're going to end on a high note. Yeah. Not the Yeah, end. we'll end on a high note. So far short, you short high note. Not super hard questions. I'm glad that you haven't stumped me too bad yet. Oh, I don't think no, I this could. Is good. Yeah. I don't think I could. I mean, these might stump you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay, so I have I have three songs. 
I'm going to do the lyrics. Yes. And you just have to tell me who it is and what the song is. Okay. Easy. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, I'm so excited. He doesn't sing. This is so great. Uh, yeah, I'm not singing. That's okay. That I, it would be better if you sang. I think it would be worse <laughs> for everybody, all parties. Okay, first one. This, I, this might be a softball. Um, and I would do... Is this, is this, a, is this uh, giving us a rough... Uh, 1993. Ooh. Okay, so okay. the early... Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. okay. Yep. A little past the 80s, which is the golden era That's of music. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I would do... Uh, I would do anything for love. I'd run right into hell and back. I would do oh, anything for love. Dude, meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf. You okay. know it. That's Easy. a softball. 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 Okay. <laughs> but Next I won't one. do that. But I won't. I won't do that. I will not do that. That's a good one. What do you think that song means? What is he talking about? I'd do anything. What do you think he's talking about? I would do anything for What is he not going to do? Dude, I have no idea. I've never understood Mm. those lyrics, but maybe I haven't read them all the way through. Do anything for love, but not that. Maybe you have to watch the video. Dude, that video. You remember the video? Well, he's like a gargoyle or something. Isn't he like dressed like a... Uh, Yeah, it was 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 pretty crazy. It was weird. It was weird. Wasn't Meatloaf in Fight Club? He wasn't Fight Club. He totally was. He was. You're right. Robert Paulson. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was a good show. Say by his way. name, Robert Paulson. Yeah. If you, if you, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his name in Fight Club. Oh my gosh, I about, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah that was he, a good remember, movie. he makes him cry into his man boobs. Yes. <laughs> it's like a happy face. Yes. Tears. Yeah. Classic. All right. In the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep. From the mountains of faith to the river so deep, I must be looking Billy for something, Joel. something sacred I lost. But river the river love, is wide, river and it's too it. hard Sing to it. cross. Sing it. In the middle of the night, I'm walking in the middle of the night. See, oh my gosh. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Okay. In the middle of the night. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay. okay. River of Dreams, Billy Joel. All right. When you when you when you read the lyrics, I know it's hard. I, I kind of picture that's the, the the speed of the song as well. I just no, can't no, speed it up. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Billy Joel. Um, I'm gonna be really excited if you get this one. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Ooh. How you doing, baby? No, not you. <laughs> you, the bow-legged one. Yeah. What's your name? Damn, that sounds sexy. Here I go. Here I go. Here, Here I go, I go again. again. <laughs> Girls, what's my, what's my weakness? Men. Men. Okay, then. Chillin', chillin'. Mind of my, my business. business. Yo, salt. I looked around, and I couldn't believe this. I swear I stared my niece. To rap. My yeah, witness. Totally. <laughs> the brother had it going on with something kind of uh, wicked. Wicked. <laughs> had to kick it. I'm not shy, so Brilliant I asked lyrics. for the digits. Oh my gosh! I I don't I, I'm gonna say I don't know. My weakness, man. But I, okay yeah. then, chilling. But I can hear the song in my head. Here I go again. <laughs> Who sings Salt it? Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Shoop. 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 Yes. So who's your favorite? Who's your favorite artist? Modern artist. I don't know if I can narrow that down. I know it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You I don't love, have a favorite. I don't know if I have a. Fa- I love music. I, I just do don't know too. if I have a favorite. What's your favorite? Probably Billie Eilish. Billie I love Billie Eilish. Yes, she has like you're talking like voice. most recent artist. Like if, if I had to pick somebody like today, today, yeah. today, I like I really her voice like is incredible. Billie Eilish. John yeah. Bellion. 
Who is it? John Bellion. What is it? What? I never know. Who is this man? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. He's got good stuff. He, he cusses, so it's tough because... <laughs> My kids introduced me to Jumbelian, and I think, why in the hell are you listening to that? And it's not bad. It's just, you know, little, little things here and there. Dude, he is, huh. I think he's the most talented guy I'm going to listen right to him now. on my ride There's, home. I, don't know. I think he's There's the most talented John guy. John Bellion? Bellion. Bellion. A lot of good music. Hey, John Bellion. Right I'm going to listen to that. It's I couldn't good. narrow it. That's You've got to pick one. It's the rule. Well, what's, the, what's your favorite of all time? This is your favorite. You know what? My, my favorite... Um, like all throughout high school, was a group called Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, yeah, that makes Taking sense. Back Sunday. You like the, the 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 ones no one really knows. Everybody had a lot of. Did everybody know that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It was that kind of like back like my era. Like in high school, was kind of like a kind of the punk. Kind of, yeah, indie slash punkish. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, they like. Taking I remember Sunday. going down to Vegas for a basketball tournament, and I went into a CD store. I think it was like Virgin. CD yeah, store yeah. when they existed. You buy their CD. And it said on the title, it said, if you like this group and this group, then you're going to like Taking Back Sunday. So I bought it and loved it. And you loved them. Yeah. That's right. fantastic. I don't listen to them a lot anymore, but. Very cool. That was one of them. Okay. Um, so the last piece here, we have some would you rather questions. Okay. And the only rule yeah. is that you have to answer it. You got to pick one or the other. Simple rule. Simple rule. Mm-hmm. We ask one yes. every time. I always ask the first. And it's a, uh, would you rather Tiger Woods takes his driver right in a full driver swing right to your shin? Okay. Good. Or Barry Bonds, which was back in the day, I'm oh, talking yeah. steroid era, Barry steroid. Bonds. Steroid. Yep. You need to go home and ask your husband this question. No. Uh, yeah, I am going <laughs> to ask I would him. like to, yeah, get back to what Kevin thinks. <clears throat> Barry Bonds home run swing right to the middle of your back. Oh. So Tiger Woods, we're talking, we're talking titanium driver. Club yeah. head speed of 200 miles an hour right oh. to your shin. I'm gonna take the shin. I'm gonna take, take the, the shin. shin. Yeah. Shin. It's about, it's shin. about shot. It's it's got to be 75-25. I that's hard. For the shin versus the back. Yeah. 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 Only because backs are so hard to heal if you yeah. if you jack them up. Yeah. Yep. Or, or, or in the, and the and the ultimate argument is you could be paralyzed. Totally. You could have a fake leg. Mm-hmm. It might have to replace your leg, but you'll be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Uh, would you rather be abducted by aliens or be a zombie that never dies? I would rather be abducted by aliens. Easy. <laughs> Skin, skin, have you guys studied Skinwalker Ranch? Yes. Oh my gosh! Have I got to talk to Brandon. I got to talk to Brandon Fugel. Well, I guess Fugel. I haven't studied it. I you know gotta, about You guys it. get Brandon Fugel on here. Okay. He's he owns Skinwalker Ranch now, so he's the Utah guy, yes. commercial real estate. Yeah. And and oh, yeah. the show yeah, yeah. Okay. his they just filmed a bunch, but I have been obsessed with Skinwalker Ranch, and it's all about like aliens and weird is, energy dude. and stuff and Some i weird stuff going I, on skinwalker ranch there's tons of weird stuff joe rogan on. talked about skinwalker ranch a lot yeah it's it's legit so they think there's you know some post kind malone of power. talks about skinwalker ranch yeah i want to go in the aliens i want to go on yeah. the aliens ship i want to see what what goes down yeah. see what happens yeah okay can i tell you a quick story about aliens absolutely alien movie were you when abducted? i was in high were you school abducted no and probed <laughs> no but <laughs> When I was in high school, me and my friend decided we were going to stand by the vending machine. 
at lunchtime every day. And every time someone put in some money and they'd get like a little candy bar, they always get like a nickel or dime back, right? Dude, I used to do that every day in I, middle school. He would stand, he would be on the one side, I'd be on the other side, and we would just politely ask, hey, are you, can I, are you going to keep that change? You know, change. can I have your change? We ended up getting like $30 a win one week. We went to like, me and then all my buddies, we went to uh, Sizzler, All You Can Eat Shrimp, and then we went Brilliant. to the movie Fire in the Sky. About Snowflake, Arizona, alien abductions. Oh my gosh, brilliant. Real story, true story. The guy that literally disappeared, alien abduction, Snowflake comes back. Snowflake in the sky. Fire in the sky. Fire in the sky. Fire in the sky. Mm, I'm going to add Snowflake, that to my Arizona. watching pleasure. That's yes, so it's a, you know, probably 94. That's pretty smart. Yeah. We could, change. We really knew we could have made a lot of money on that, but then we kind of felt, dude, I don't know. Me and my buddy, Tommy Giles. You money. Exact same thing. <laughs> Did you really? You yeah. just get seventh grade. It was like seventh grade, eighth no grade. No way. You gotta, it you, adds you're up. Gonna keep that change. <laughs> you're gonna keep that. Change. Well, it's only because everybody thinks it's only a like, nickel. Oh, nickel dime? Sure. Here you this go. This is care. the difference between men and women. I'm trying to get money at that age. You guys are just like, what's the fastest way to get to it? <laughs> you're like, ask, ask people, right? Yeah. I did singing telegrams. I sold singing <laughs> telegrams, and we'd go do. I dress up in a chicken suit and go do singing telegrams for twenty-five bucks each. You know. That's awesome. Go oh show up at BYU and That's funny. do singing telegrams. And then, is there an alien portion to your story? No, but I'm, <laughs> oh, sure, okay. I'm sure that we did take <laughs> okay. the money and go to the movie and yeah, eat yeah. Yeah. copious amounts of food. Yeah. Sorry, totally, I digress. That was, uh, no, that's good, that's good, that's a good story. Yeah. Uh, would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Hmm. Hmm. Well, fur probably. Because I am cold all the time. Okay. <laughs> all the time. And it's not like you're going to be like a better, like you can't breathe underwater or anything. It's just yeah. either you have fur or you have scales. Yeah. Scales. Yeah. Scales sound yeah, cold. I'm, I'm surprised and fur sounds warm. You sounds didn't weird. pick scales. I know. You love I, I love fish. You know what but I think of is a tarpon. Yeah. Tarpon, dude. Yeah. They're like bulletproof. They are. <laughs> they got scales. Scales, scales, scales just sound cold. They sound, yeah, they sound yeah. reptilish. And I don't like being cold. Okay. Is there a restaurant or, yeah, actually a restaurant that you just hate that you will never step foot in? Uh huh. Chuck around. Chuck around. Chuck around. My husband thinks that the more food <laughs> that you can get for your dollar is the is better. It's better. And I'm like, dude, that is not the case. Like, just because you like pay five dollars for a haircut. You know, it was probably a $2 haircut. Like, just because you get lots for little Doesn't is not it's... good. Chuck so, around is the lowest. Buffets Chuck are the around. lowest common <laughs> denominator. I mean, the lowest. Okay. So, yeah, that would be a big fat no-go. Always... And I'm a foodie. I like really good restaurants. Yeah. So we end up, you know, we have dates <laughs> constantly. I've always called it up, up Chuck. Do you have to give in and do Chuck around nights? Never. Okay. Oh, well, I actually, I went once. And on the way out, I'm like, I feel like I have to take a shower now. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe you said that. You are so, you are so mean. But they have the scones. It's like you're so uppity. And I'm like, no, I just. The scones. <laughs> Dude, my dad, we it. would go there on can't Sundays sometimes. <laughs> out of yeah, fashion scones. place. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, but they had this, this concrete kind of wall that would go up into the garden. And as a little kid, every time we get there, my dad would tell, hey, if you can run up that with no, not using your hands, I'll give you a quarter. At Fashion Place Mall. I just, I just yeah, I don't know. Side wow. note, I just remember that every time. We'd go to Chuckarama. Chuckarama. On a Sunday. Okay, so, would you rather live the plot of Groundhog Day 
I mean, like Groundhog Day, right? Yeah, Current over life, and over. but just mm-hmm. over and over, or have to have every meal at Chuckarama. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to, right? You're eating there every day, but you still get to go do. I would have to do the Chuckarama, and I hate <laughs> Chuckarama. I can I, I. You can I, find something there. Yeah, I would do like salad, salad. one day. Salad, maybe apple mashed beer, potatoes ice cream. one day. I I don't know. I, there's no way I could live every day over again. I get bored. I no. Okay. Unless it was the day I caught that big fish, then it would be good. Right. Bingo. Yeah. Even you can pick the day? Might be. Or is it just random? It's just like... No, I'm gonna, we'll say you can pick it. Yeah, that might but that things. might... I don't know. Like, every Get day old. it's like, oh. Yeah. Every day. So Take you're all gonna the joy go. out of it. I mean, you're obviously going to know. It'd take the like, joy out of it. All right? Can't just fish yeah. again. Shit. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you rather every shirt that you wear be itchy or only be able to use one-ply toilet paper? Oh, those are horrible. <laughs> Both are so horrible. I, I have to go with the... No, I have to go with the shirt. I, I'm a... I'm doing this all day. Just. Oh, yeah, I can't be doing that. I, I'm a... I gotta have soft things. I gotta... You know, it's gotta feel good. I could make one-ply work with enough toilet paper. That's, see, that's... A, that might be another... You could craft five-ply kind of five five yeah. if you know. had to yeah. out of a one-ply. Uh, would you rather have to wear your wedding dress every single day or wear a bathing suit every single day? <laughs> uh, definitely the wedding dress. There is no okay. way. I don't even get it. And I'm going to say... Oh, too okay. old for that yeah. crap. Right. <laughs> too old for that, that, that crap. Quick, that was a quick <clears throat> answer. Yeah. Even more explanation on the bathing suit. Not yeah. Change that. yeah. Not happening. Uh, would you rather be a mini golf champion or a curling champion? Ooh, ooh! I think curling. Curling. You would you be metal? Would you be the pusher or would you be the the sweeper? I, I'd want to be the pusher. Pusher. Yeah, yeah. that that sport. There. There's no gold medals in it's, putt putt. Yeah, there's n- exactly. I'd take curling. Curling for sure. Curling you, will rise again. Do you? <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. my new motto. Uh, do you consider cornhole a sport? No, and why is okay. ESPN showing it Thank during you. the Hold pandemic? On. Come on. You're throwing an object with your arm into a hole. What's the difference between hitting a little ball with a stick into a hole? So much and you're harder. throwing. You've played golf, you know. I know it's harder. It's way harder. Saying, I don't know. I am so disappointed that ESPN skill. could only find cornhole during the well, pandemic. Well, they put cornhole on, but they also put poker on. Well, poker, sport, I can get sport. behind, but cornhole? Okay. <laughs> cornhole? I get it. Um, okay. Would you rather vomit uncontrollably for one minute every time you hear the happy birthday song? Oh. Or you get a headache that lasts for the rest of the day every time you, say a bir- every time you see a bird, including pictures or video? <laughs> what? What kind of question is Why that? What kind of question you is see that? A bird. I, I see guess a bird, the, it's like, ah, headache. Well, you just close oh, your eyes. Oh, I don't want to look at birds. I, I guess I'll take the second because I don't, I <laughs> yes, don't want to be puking. You puky. can avoid that. Well, hold on. You, you have a birthday party. You say, hold on, I got to run out of the room. <laughs> That's but, true. You, you can manage no it. There's no avoiding it. So this is Hopefully. like, you just can't avoid the birthday. Party. I would do about anything to avoid vomiting. Okay. Me too. I, I mean, they both suck. Yeah, Headaches for are awful, sure. But. Yeah. Um, okay. Would you rather never be able to leave the state? Okay, so you're in Utah for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Or when you travel, it's only by car and or boat. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I could, I could 
do that. Yeah. I could do that. Still travel? Oh, yeah. Travel. Like, oh, I'm going over yeah. to Europe. I like road trips. Yeah, road trips like, well, rock. Now it's good Boats, to take a month great. to Europe. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm in. Right. I'm okay. in. Would you rather have 50 kids or no kids? <laughs> zero. I'll take zero. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted six kids when I was young and stupid. Well, hold on. And then I had Explain one, that. and I wanted How long two. does it take to get 50? Like a normal life? Like you're talking normal life, 50 kids. So you're, you're having babies to like your 70? No, I mean, maybe not normal life. Maybe it's like... Because there's someone else involved here, and I it's go, a lot harder you know, for my, than my decision. Ooh. I adopt 10. It's admittedly... I, 10, I have five, and I adopt... Like, you know. if you're the woman in in this scenario, uh, yeah. you are not having 50 no kids. Like that you, you could put almost anything in the other question, and Unless I would you, have to pick what it. If you had, <laughs> what if you had like, yeah, like quadruplets 10 times? Yeah. No. No way. No way. Not happening. But then you don't have any kids... But you got your nieces and nephews. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by the most annoying people? <gasps> oh, my gosh. See, this is a good one. You should say, picture the most annoying person. Right, you I got to set that right, one up. Oh, set that my gosh. Got to set that one up. I, I, I might have to go with the alone thing. Just have imaginary friends or Just something. Tessa, but and, guess Tessa what? and all the bros. I, think, I mean, either one's I think hard. with your HR profession, you could fix those people. Fix the annoying people. Job doctor could fix the annoying people. Coach them up. Just make it a lifetime become quest. Become a little more self-aware. That's a good point. The annoying doctor. Good point. The annoying people fixer. Yeah, doctor. that's a good point. Okay. Would you rather eat an egg with a half-formed half chicken inside or a cooked tarantula? So it's raw? The egg's raw, uh, half-cooked? Uh, well, I mean, you're, you're going to open it, you're going to cook it like you would, but there's... there's so you're going to scramble that thing up? There's a half-formed chicken in there, yeah. I guess I'd go with the tarantula. Tarantula. Yeah, if it's crispy. I mean, is it deep-fried? Uh, however you want to cook it. If it's deep-fried, I'll, I'll go with the tarantula. I saw this video. Yeah, I gotta, you got to look for this video. I don't even know where it came from. There's a video of these people, a third-world country, a, a bowl... Of tarantulas. I've seen this. Have you seen that? I've seen this. Where they're video. live they're and then they like oh. they put the stuff on them. Uh huh. I've seen this. Deep fry them. They get their and eat like it. chopsticks. Pick it up and just. Yep. It is. It's. Creepy. I'm not a big spider guy. I know. And it gives me the. Gives me the willies too. Jeeps. I yeah. think I'd take the egg. Oh. <laughs> I can scramble it up. Um, okay, last one. Would you rather be a reverse centaur? Mm. Right. So you're having a horse head. And in a human body, or a reverse mermaid, which is like you're gonna have basically fish head with legs. Body. With yeah. legs. Oh yeah, let's go that one. I like fish. Fish, fish yeah. are my friends. When they, yeah. okay. You know. Yeah, and then we can just. I'm not, I, I like. I think fish are beautiful. I think that that would be cool too. Yeah. So you're talking. You're, you. I just have a horse head and two legs. Yeah. Reverse centaur. Yeah. Some hooves. Yeah, do fish for sure. For sure. Going fish. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you could swim forever. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I like right. that. Cool. That's it. Thanks. Thanks for being on. Oh, yeah. thanks for awesome. having me. It was awesome. You were great. That was really fun. Okay. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>